This podcast is brought to you by Continuum and Bristol Tap, proud sponsors of Wessex Wanderers. Hello, good evening, listeners. It's me once again, Trotchy, and, uh, and I'm joined by Joint First Team Manager Matt McCarthy. Hello, how are we doing? All good, mate. And uh, listeners, so we're here with a bit of a different podcast vibe this week. Um, we come to the idea that we'd like to create our own Frankenstein's monster. Um, for those that are not familiar with the with the story of Frankenstein, basically taking body parts of individuals and piecing them all together and coming up with your ultimate being. So we thought we'd do that with current Wessex players. So we're going to create our total player out of the uh, our pool of current playing staff. Um, anything to add to that, Matt? Uh, well, I mean, it's going to be a bit of an interesting one. Um, if you actually were to piece this whole you know person together, it'll probably be one of the ugliest things you've ever seen. But oh, definitely. Um, there's a there's a lot of interesting categories here, and I think uh, it might spark a few debates. Let's just put it that way. In the in the yeah. best way possible, of course. So pr- prior to the um, prior to us getting together and having this chat, we've we came up with a short list for each category, didn't we? Yeah. Between the between the managers, so we you know we we um, we rattled off some names who we who we thought to discuss. We, we haven't pre-decided the winners or anything. That's what me and Matt are going to do uh, now. But yeah, we've come up with we shortlisted a few names for each category. And we'll we'll go through uh, who we think. So we'll probably it's probably best to work top to bottom, isn't it? Head to toe. Always. So we'll go with height first. And for me, it's between two people. Big Stefan Spell, Lurch, or Big Luke Luke Bowden. <laughs> Big Luke Bowden. <laughs> Big yeah. DJ Massive. DJ huge. Yeah. Um, no, I DJ mean, DJ Mini, of course. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, to be honest, it's it's one of those there's not much discussion for this category, is it? You give it to the tallest height. Bearing in mind, I am only an inch shorter than Steph. Let that be known. Yeah, yeah but, but the um but Steph is a hundred percent the key yeah, the key word in that was shorter, an inch shorter. <laughs> so we'll give height <laughs> we'll give height to uh big Steph. That was an easy start. Lurch, like he is the one and only Lurch. Yeah. So oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'll quickly do before we go on to the next category. We'll we'll, we'll just list the, the categories that we've uh, that we've come up with. So starting from top to bottom, head to toe, we're gonna we're gonna go with height, football brain, forehead, face. Not so much a football one, but who we think is the most peng lengting at the club. Exactly like, that. Like, just it was it was right that I. Because you know, me and you were hosting this tonight. It's, it's only right that we withdrew ourselves from that category. Of course. Um, upper body strength, chest. So the difference between those two categories: upper body strength, how you, you know, how you use your body to shield your opponent off, and, and chest, just how you how you trap and control the ball with your chest. Safest hands. Oh, that's obviously for the keepers. Stamina, pace. So that's more your sort of inside engine then going down into the legs hardest tackle best left foot best right foot and skill and technique so we covered height 
So Big Steph. We've got the height of Big Steph. Football brain. So the shortlisted ones between us managers, we came up with Nath Price, Rob Dibble, Sharkey, James Sharkey, and Alex Fatio. What, what's your opinion on, on those, Matt? I mean, they're all very talented footballers. I think it'd be kind of difficult to distinguish between the four of them, really, because they really have... When when they're on the pitch, they kind of... They play football a few steps ahead of the, the game, really, don't they? Agreed, um, yeah. When the ball's... Even when the ball's not with them, the, the, the space they create and, and how they get into, you know, said space is almost unmatched, really. And that's why yeah. they've they've kind of, you know, done so well in the teams they've been in and they've really had an impact. Um, yeah. I'd, I mean, you know, all of them have played to... You had such, like I said, had such a good impact in the team. Um, Nath Price, obviously, is so quick with his feet. Um, knows what he's doing, you know, five minutes ahead of what's actually happening. Alex Fatio is that kind of battling Cam who can just get, he gets stuck in, but also I think I've mentioned it to you before, Hamona, about how he used the spin of the ball on a muddy pitch and it yeah. outwitted the defender in front of him. And it was like, you not a normal player doesn't just do that. It's, it's like the connection between his brain and his foot, mm. particularly his left foot. The connection is seamless. It is. And then obviously Dibble, <clears throat> Mr. Rob Dibble, he, he loves he loves football as a whole. That kind of midfielder that likes to sit but loves to get stuck in, loves to take a shot, you know, cross a yeah. ball. His pings are unbelievable. I know they love me saying that. Um, and then you've got Sharky, who's the the football intelligence that he has, you literally you would trust him in any position on the pitch. Yeah, I think. Agree. Um, I think that's but from how you from how you spoke about Dibble and Sharkey, for me, on the ball, Nath Price and Alex Fatio are have got exceptional football brains for me. Mm. I, I think where I'd be siding towards more a Dibble or a Sharkey is their football brain off the ball. You know, coming into defensive positioning, um, reading danger. I, I think that's where I'd be edging towards one of those two, personally. Yeah, and, and the, the thing is, I, I want to see, obviously, I know Sharky's injured at the moment um, or coming back from an injury, but what I've seen from him as a player, it just, it seems, he seems to lift the the overall kind of quality of a squad when he's in it, just yeah. by the way he plays and the way he conducts himself as a player with and without the it- ball. Yeah, his experience. I know. I know. Rob's Rob's Dibbles played a, a a very good standard himself as well. But Sharky brings that sort of almost elite experience mm. and intelligence. Um, but yeah, would you agree with that? Like the, the level he's played, you know, being being paid to play all over. The... <sighs> I think the way you, he talks about football as well, you'd think he's like. 60 like yeah the, the amount of like experience he has at the higher the higher levels you'd think he was you know 50 60 years old and he's been playing for 40 years but and that's just how like, again that's just how he conducts himself on and off the pitch yeah um so i would say i'd say 
based on that and the level he's played at and how he impacts the team. The other lads, obviously, they impact the team massively as well. But in yeah. terms of a football brain, I'd have to go. I'd have to go Sharkey. Yeah, agree. Yeah, agree. Yeah. The, 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 the more we've talked about it, I think he, he just he just edges just through sheer experience and and, and the, the standard he's played at. Okay, yeah. yeah, so we're giving giving football green football brain to Sharkey. The next one, working down, forehead. The best forehead at the club. And the only two we came well, it's every like all of us put you, yourself. Mm-hmm. Um I mean to being realistically, that that's that's who it's gonna go to because we've we've given Del Sheps an honorable mention because because I mean it's largely due to his his spring, his leap. For me, this this season in the reserves, Del Sheps, his defensive headers have been massive. Taking the taking the pressure off the the centre backs, mm-hmm. the, the amount of the amount of headers he wins on the edge of the box and just gets a big strong head on it and, and heads it not back into a dangerous area but heads it clear, or or, or he, even on the ones he, he wins headers, he's got no right to he, like against players a foot taller. But his timing of the jump and the reading of the flight of the ball, he's yeah, brilliant for me. But I think we've got to give it to yourself because defensively, or or you know, you've you've scored plenty of goals from corners with your head. Not enough this season, though. Nowhere near enough this season. Yeah. Oh, I haven't scored one this season. <laughs> well, you're carrying a bit of extra timber. Maybe you've lost your uh, leap a bit. Oh, mate. You know, this the extra bit of timber really weighing me down when I jump now. Yeah. But no, I, I love a love a good header, love sticking me forehead on it. I tell you, I tell you who's just popped into my head. I mean, we're not gonna include him, but if he was still around, Harry Greenland would have been in this discussion, wouldn't he? He he definitely would have. I mean, he's he prefers heading the ball over kicking it, so he absolutely yeah. probably would have won it, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would have won it. Um, but I will gladly take the accolade. Yeah, we'll give you best forehead. Seeing as I'm not in, the, not in the pretty face one, so yeah, well, it's quite big as well. And with that hairline, it's more of a five head than a forehead. I think it's the whole McDonald's widow's peak thing. That's what I'm going <laughs> for. Hey, you can't yeah. say much. I can't even see yours. Yeah, I'm forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I look it. <laughs> Twenty-three going on forty. Yeah. Um. So face, who's the pretty boy? We've got so the, the ones we came up with was Mister Mister Curly himself, Tom Trimble, Mister Perm. Yeah, he fa- he, I think he fancies himself a little. And did, did we we were joking the other day, weren't we? Me and you, that, he, that he's probably got the most punchable face. Yeah, club. it's, it's everyone, one everyone, wants to, everyone mm. just, just wants to hit yeah. him, don't they? Give, so give, the, me little, so it, just give him a little one, little little little, little, <laughs> little bump. So, I mean, luckily at the club, we haven't got too many pretty boys, have we? We we <laughs> we tend to recruit based on football ability rather than catwalk. Well, this this ain't this ain't Love Island, so that'll be why. Yeah. So the ones we went for, we've got Tom Trimble, Rob Dibble, Connor Collins, and Big Sexy Ron. Yeah, first name Sexy, last name Ron. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Who's the prettiest? I mean, they're all pretty boys. To be fair, mm. they've all got they've all got qualities about them. Um, 
I think in, if we're talking overall, like as as we were saying before, that that whole chiselled, stern like look, um, I think it's Connor Collins. I think yeah. so. I mean, the other boys are, are pretty, especially Ron. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, if you want to see Ron without a beard as well, that is something to behold. Yeah, I, um, I think, yeah, Ron's definitely the most handsome out of all of them. Definitely, but he's just let himself go a little bit. Yeah, Whereas and this the others, is, this isn't handsome. This is this is pretty, isn't it? This is yeah. You you know the other three use face cream and and all that sort oh, yeah. of stuff, don't they? Mm. So absolutely. I mean, I'd I'd have to go Connor Collins. I think he's lovely looking. <laughs> <laughs> is he? He's, he's chiselled. He's handsome. He's got that pretty, that pretty flair in him. The pretty yeah, look. nice smile, nice teeth, little dimples as well. If I'm, if yeah. I'm right, yeah. yeah. When he sorts his, when he when he's clean shaven as well, and he hasn't got that homeless look going on. Yeah, you know, he's got he's got it going for him. Yeah. So it's, and and again, we're we're an inclusive club. We're we're trying to attract more female listeners. So if, while we're of while course. we're piecing our while we're piecing our ideal player together, we thought we'd you know give something for the. The fairer sex to discuss as well, all the wags, and, and we, um, are, we are we do have um, player profiles to which we will be adding to soon. So there will be more lovely faces to look at yeah. on all the other social medias. Yeah, imagine if Connor was tall. God, oh no, it'd be, it'd be game over. It'd be game over. Game over yeah. for everyone if he was tall. But he's only five yeah. foot two, so it doesn't really count. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> prettiest face, Connor Collins. So working down from the head, upper body strength. Now I said this. This is more about how you use your, use your, you know, your shoulders and and hold the ball up and shrug shrug an opponent off. So shortlisted, we've got Yemi, Demi, Ollie Atwood, Kim, and Chez. Now it's got to be got to be Chez, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I, I um, was worried. I, I was worried about Chez in these wins. This storm, storm. I think he he was worried as well. He, yeah, he I, didn't leave the house. I hope he didn't go out. I was I was on the verge of calling him, but then I seen he responded to someone on the app. I thought he was all right. He's safe. I saw him. He was flying about forty feet above my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh, he was he was worried about leaving the house. So I think he's tied himself to his front room um, to yeah, make sure good. no no drafts get him flying out the window or anything. <laughs> but in um, terms of the upper body list that we have um, I think there's some seriously strong lads here Yemi is a, is a big strong lad do you think he uses it to, his, to its full potential? considering the size of the, the guy I would say no and he might yeah. hate me saying that he might hate me saying that but he's got all this muscle and you, you look at him and you think Oh, that's a, that is a god. How am I supposed to shift that? Mm. But there's times where it'll, I think he'll, he'll say himself, he looks a bit like Bambi on ice. You know? I think in, in, def- in defending him, I can, because he's obviously a physical specimen. Well, not right now. He's crocked, isn't he? He's, <laughs> he can't walk. <laughs> he can't but... come, we got bionic leg. <laughs> Until a couple of weeks ago, he's a physical specimen. He's, he's... I'll tell you what. He probably would have been in a, in a shape for pretty face as well, wouldn't he? He's he's that um the more seasoned um yeah. pretty face, you know. If we did like the it, old and gold, then 
Yeah, if you, if you bring in the Dilfs, then I'd have to be included, wouldn't you? But, well, I was going to say, we're doing over 30, 35 and over. Yeah, I think <clears throat> it's a tricky one, because in defence to Yemi, quite often, if, if you're a big striker, you get penalised for using your strength. If you're a big centre-half, that can also happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you use your strength in the box and against a clever striker and, and a referee's pointing to the spot. So I can see why he doesn't use his his strength and his and his size fully. Yeah, okay. partly because he's been he has been penalised in the past by yeah. like free kicks when a striker is leaning into him or bounces off him. When in reality, he'll bounce off him because Yemi's just stronger. Yeah, but the striker will go down or the winger will go down with their arms in the air, and yeah, Yemi gets penalised again. Kim. For his for his size, pound for pound, he's not as big as the others, but he is strong. And you could say that about Ori as well. Ori's, I think it was was it Yemi or Demi in their podcast said about. I think it was. I think it was Demi that he said that Ori's just like the strength he possesses for someone his size. Again, yeah, pound for pound, he he really does pack a punch. And with yeah. Kim, I think what helps Kim as well is not only is he lean and strong, but he's actually he's rapid as well. So yeah. when you when you factor in how quickly that weight and strength is kind of hitting someone shoulder to shoulder, it often looks like they bounce off him. Yeah. Well, I think for for me, look, Ollie Atwood is again exceptional at using his upper body strength cleverly. Mm. But for me, I don't know if you agree. For me, just sheer sheer strength and also using it. Demi outshines it for me. I think for, for, for Demi's profile we did a couple of years ago, he um I, I captioned it with the tank with no wheels, Demi. But since then, he he's, he's found his wheels because he's managed to get his, his stamina and his pace back. Um, and once he gets moving, it's, it's genuinely like a freight train. Like, you, you, yeah. <laughs> you cannot stop him. I've seen so many players, I think, um, the, some of the pictures we've had taken from, um, you know, the photographers we've had at the games. Uh, there's some, some pictures of Demi just absolutely flooring, like other players, just because it's just impossible yeah. to get the ball off him. Well, before his injury, you boys were playing him on the wing as well. Weren't you? For, for me, like to play at fullback and have someone of that size, and because he's he's got a bit of pace about him as well, to have someone mm. running at you with pace of that size and power. You know, you're even if you even if you get the block in and get the ball, you're getting smashed. Yeah, hundred percent. Because his 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 weight and size and muscle is is just coming through you. That ball, it, the ball will pop out for a throw in, and everyone will go, "Yeah, great tackle!" But then you're on the floor, winded. You're 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 hurt. You're hurt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick quick mention to Ollie Atwood is I, I do think again he he, look, he possesses a good amount of strength. We do need to get him a football jersey that fits him, though, because uh, I don't know what size you've been giving him so far, but it looks like a small. It's a medium, and uh, and yeah, you know he what? should not. <laughs> he should not be in a medium, <laughs> mate. Mate, this, uh, you know, I I know he's a large. I know he's a large, but this is where this is where a good manager thinks outside the box. Yeah, I want him in a medium shirt. I want uh, him in that medium number nine, so that when when a centre half looks at him, they think, oh. He's a big lad. He's physically imposing. Yeah. yeah, you got you got to think about these little details. I'm he just is, worried he, about. I'm worried about him not being able to breathe. That's all. <laughs> well, he usually gets through ninety minutes. 
This is true. He take, <laughs> you've got like, to cut the shirt off him at the end. But... Like, <laughs> I think he's going to be a big mention in, in the next category as well. Are we? Do we? Just, have we decided on Demi for that upper body strength? I, I, I would. I just the pure brute strength that Demi possesses, a hundred percent. It's got to be Demi. Yeah. Agree. So moving on, again, similar chest. So with chest, it's more, you know, a big strong, a big strong chest, control the ball, trap the ball, bring it down. It's very similar to upper body strength. So we've got, we've got a few, um, a few shortlisted who were in the last category. We've got Demi, Ollie, and Yemi again. We've also chucked Caleb into that category. He's got a big strong chest. He uses it well as well. It's, it's, it's strange because when you when you when you think about chesting the ball, you don't see a lot of not at our level anyway. You don't see the attackers chest the ball very often. Yeah, it's normally the ball bounces and you you gamble on the bounce or you flick it on with your head or you touch it down with your foot. There never seems to be an opportunity to chest it. Um, <clears throat> but and, and and I'll tell you what this. Before you go any further, you've you've summed up why I I'm certain who I who I'd like to get this yeah this category. But go on. Yeah, though no, I mean with with Yemi at the back, because obviously he's got he's got the chest of a of a of a Greek god. Um or maybe he'll prefer me to say a Nigerian god, that'd probably be a bit uh <laughs> more down his lane. And the same with Demi, like just the way that they control the ball. It almost like just hits their chest and the ball's immediately in their control. It doesn't, doesn't bounce off. It's like that, you know, when you knee the ball or control it with your knee, it just kind of hits the, the padding on there. With them, it hits their chest and it's immediately in their control. Um, yeah. But I think I know who you're going to go with. Go on. You, you tell, me, tell me who you think I'm going to go with and why you think I'm going to go with them. Well, like, I think, well, I mean, number nine, Big Ollie Atwood, really, isn't it? The way oh, yeah. that the way that he controls the ball with his chest, as well as you know any other part of his body, really, it seems like he can do a bit of everything with and without the ball. Um, and the way that he gets his his chest involved, when, like I said just before, we don't we haven't had that really yeah. at the club. The, the the attacker that wants to really throw his body at the ball and get you know get it down. Well, Ollie really excels tend at that. To, when when you're making a pass. You're, you're either looking for someone's feet or clipping it in behind or getting something for them to get their head on. You're not really looking for a chest. Or sometimes from a throw-in, you might look for someone to chest it down, but it's not really a, a target for when you're, when you're considering your delivery, is it? No, and I guess it also depends on your striker. I think I, when I'm thinking of chest, you don't normally typically think of the smaller strikers, do you? So if, for example, if we had Kim up top. I wouldn't expect Kim to be, you know, touching the ball down with his chest all the time because I know how quick and good his feet are. So if yeah. he came short, he'd, you know, pop off to someone else. But with someone like Ollie, who can touch it down with his feet, just you put it into his chest, yeah. not an issue for him whatsoever. And he's normally main, he's, you know, he's containing a centre back or two, you know, right up his, yeah. you know, his backside. So to do it under pressure as well, it shows how much he can thrive whilst doing it. He's been an absolute revelation for me since coming in. Was it just before Christmas he came in? Yeah. Honestly, yeah just before Ch the Christmas Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Kempson. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's been an absolute revelation for me. His, his goal, he's played five games now, I think, and he's scored, was it six games? Five or six games he's played. Hmm. Um, scored five and set up seven. But, shows how much of an impact he's had, really, isn't it? Yeah, but the the, the best thing about him, he, he, he does all the ugly bits of football beautifully. All the sort yeah. of things that just get underestimated, like make like making those decoy runs, those dummy runs, dropping in just to pull people out of position, using his strict. And he's so unselfish. Like but, you, mm. you watch him play. If you watch his face when he's playing, he nothing, nothing is about personal glory. As long as that ball ends up in the back of the net, he couldn't care less if he scored it, created it, or or just did something to pull a defender out of position. He's he's so selfless. It's all about the team. He's so so much a team player, and you could even you could even throw him in in terms of you know football brain because he's not selfish. He just wants the team to succeed. Yeah, in in terms of striker, he's got an exceptional football brain. Mm. You almost you almost look to give it to like a, a midfielder, don't you? Football brain because that's where the, the game's dictated. But as a striker, his intelligence and selflessness is is superb. He's, he's I, I struck gold when he when he when he came along. Honestly, but the, the funny so, thing is, we've we've struck gold a few times this season with the recruitment. Yeah. So like, yeah, he, he's one of many others that we're absolutely buzzing to have at the club. Yeah. Are you, so, do you agree with my passionate pleas for him to get this? Absolutely, Ollie Atwood, best chest at the club. Best chest. Yeah. Um. Working down safest hands, the goalkeepers. So we obviously we've lost Ben McCarthy and and Mike Murphy. We didn't have him for long, but we've lost Mike Murphy as well. Recent recent weeks, months. So who's our current crop of goalkeepers? We've got Liam Gardner, George's been playing in that position recently. Uh, Alex and Big Ron. Still on the playing staff. When when he chooses to uh, dust the gloves off. Yeah. I mean, this is a tricky one because they're all good at different things. For me, me, knowing Ron and and playing with Ron for many years, the problem is I would base it off of Ron Pretty, I mean, Ron's getting on a bit now, you know. Mm. He's, I, I, I still think if, you know, if we had a keeper crisis and, and Ron went in goal for me in the reserves, I'd still be all excited because I yeah. know, <clears throat> I know how safe he is. Again, how intelligent, how intelligent he is as a keeper, mm. not not just, not just like positioning and and coming off his line and and distribution, but also game management. He knows when to when to get that ball under and drop down or when, when, when to build from the back, when to, when to send it long is intelligence. For, for me, I'm going to, I'm going to come out of this discussion purely because for me, Ron's, <clears throat> Ron's the best keeper I've ever played with or managed. Um, but I don't want to be influenced on old big, this, this is very, this is very much a current Frankenstein we're, we're building. Isn't it? You said he's the best keeper you've ever played with, but we're yeah. talking specifically safest hands. So, like, are you talking? Yeah, yeah true. Are you, are you talking true. all-round ability? Ron, in his peak, was the best you've ever played with, or 
because out of these four, we're talking specifically, and I know hands are the you know the main part of a goalkeeper, but we're talking specifically safest hands. Very true. Very true. Um and I mean, like you said, you've been playing with Ron for ages. I've been playing with Alex Benham for, you know, since I've pretty much been at the club he's been at. So mm. I've I've experienced, you know, Al's highs and his lows. Yeah. Um, but, and, but reflex <clears throat> reflex wise, like, like if we're talking hands reflex, Alex is, he's got superb. I've seen him make exceptional reflex saves with his hands. Hmm. And to be fair, you could even say Liam. I've seen, and who you know, Mark Hooper could also, you know, uh, back me up on this because I know he's seen him. He's been in the Colts for a large part of the season. But some of the some of the saves that Liam has done in in the games he's played have been exceptional. Yeah, and and it, even in I know he's not really had as much to do when he's come up to you in the reserves, but some of the saves that Hoops was waxing lyrical about were yeah. unreal. I mean, it's, it's it's taken him three games to concede a league goal, and yeah. and, and in fairness, that was a worldie, a screamer. It was, like, it what, was, it was one of those screamer. Yeah, it was one of those like like the goals mm. that that your brother Ben conceded against Cutters. Yeah, two worldies, wasn't it? Just he, he, Ben was exceptional. Uh, 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 to be honest, losing Ben was a massive loss because I thought he was getting even better this season. He was really, he was really hitting form as well. Yeah, coming coming off his line and spreading his body, I think he was brilliant. But he had, the, he had, the, he had a really good game, and then got beat by two absolute worldies, as as top bins posted stamp as you could get, carried in the wind. And that was a game, the same with Liam. It, Saturday was a, it was a clean sheet performance from the whole mm. defence and the keeper. Then it, you know the clean sheet just gets tarnished by, not I won't say a fluke because. The centre midfielder, he, he obviously meant the shot. He's, he's looked up. Liam was probably a little bit off his line, but it usually not enough to cause any danger. He's looked up, spanked it, and he did catch it well. But then the winds just carried it. So it was top, top, just really left. top left, wasn't it? Right into the yeah. top of the net. <clears throat> I, think, I know we're talking safest hands, but Liam's kick in the last couple of weeks has been exceptional. Really he's, good. He's, he seems to just have come leaps and bounds since yeah. when he first came and... You know, it's it's been so good to see because you can see his confidence is rising as yeah. well. Yeah, and he's he's a, he's he's a good keeper we've got on the books, and I think he's going from strength to strength really. And you know, from what I've used George in goal a couple mm. of times as well. You mainly it was getting him in goalkeeper mode in preparation for to get him up to you boys. You've said he's he's made some really good performances. So the, the category safest hands. I'm I'm still thinking about that last minute against Rotley's when he dropped it into the net. The, the issue, <laughs> so my... the, the issue with George is obviously he is uh, he's a striker. So in yeah, terms exactly. of safest hands, he's impeccable, exceptional, astonishing yeah. with his feet. Um, I don't really know and, how and... much we can expect from him to be with his hands. Like yeah, he, exactly, he, and again, and. and yeah. I, 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 I joke about it as well, but that game where he's dropped in that last minute equaliser against Rock Lees, take that out of the get. He, he was he was outstanding. He made mm. two or three just beautiful saves that game. He was he was really good. Still got man of the match after the after that that late error. But um, even against when we played when the first team played Ridings High, he he got man of the match in that. Um, he was he was great with the uh, you know some of the saves he was making. Um, he bailed us in the back line out a few a few yeah. times. 
Um, it's just the getting his body in the right position and his reactions were were top class. But again, we're talking safest hands. I don't know, yeah. Trash. I don't know. It's 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 one of those ones that. Do you know what my my heart says, Big Ron? But I can't. I can't. He hasn't played this season. Do you know? Do you know what? They I they, think they, all, I, they all bring something different, don't they? But then that's the thing. Like they all bring something different. But we're looking at safest hands. But they all bring something different to the safest hands category. You know what? Yeah. No, I, I I'm I am happy to let this one be a discussion, whether that be in you know the main group chat or on when we post this out or you know on one of the social media platforms it'll be on. I'm happy for yeah. it to be a discussion there. Or yeah, I'm glad you said. Or, or just leave it to the the listeners to make them make their own mind up. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if you know if all, all four of them got 25% of the votes if we put it to a vote. But yeah, I think we'll we'll dodge that bullet for now, I think. I think so. And and listeners will let you will let you make your own your own mind up about that. Um so that is pretty much the down to the down to the waist, the core now, isn't it? So quick recap. We're we're at the halfway point. Our perfect Frankenstein West current Wessex player. We'll have the height of Big Steph, Lurch, the football brain of Sharky, the forehead of yourself, Big Matt, the face of the beautiful Connor Collins, the upper body strength of Demi, the chest of Ollie Atwood. And we, yeah, we're, we're going to beg to differ on safest hands. So we were about two and a half fingers each from each keeper. <laughs> Yeah, that was like Mike Murphy. He, did, yeah. he didn't have a full set, did he? <laughs> on, on his hands or, or, or on his head. <laughs> no, <laughs> a few but, screws um, loose. Yeah. Well, so we'll go, we're working down. We're looking at like your, your you know, your core, your, your, your lungs, your belly. So stamina and pace. We'll, we'll start with, well, yeah, pace is more legs in it. So we'll start with stamina. Um, the, four we've, the four we've shortlisted. We've got Connor Collins, Connor O'Bagsman, Connor O'Neill, Mikey Tremlett, and Ore Akande. What do you reckon? Do you know what's weird about these four is they all play completely, or you say you could say they all play their first position at completely different positions, but yes, they're all versatile. Like, yeah, they can all play a number of positions. And I think particularly, particularly Ore for me. Yeah, he, I, I, I think other than goalkeeper, centre back, and striker, he can play any, he can play any fullback position, any wing position, wing back, central Ooh. midfield. Ore has he has played he has played centre back. I'm pretty sure a couple of seasons ago we played him at we played three at the back, and I think he was the I think he was the right centre back. Yeah, I think you could own. I I love Ore a bit, so I, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing him in a back four. Well, well, not not central in the back four, full back. Mm. I'd have him any day of the week. But yeah, you could you could probably I could imagine it in a back three. He, he he's one of those players that can play anywhere, and and the best thing is he'll play with a smile on his face. Oh, I love him. He's he, he's just I see him and I just instantly cheer up when I see his face. It's because he's just he just wants to play football and he wants yeah. to win. He wants Wessex to win. Like I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say, but the way that he conducts himself because he's he's got a wealth of experience as well i think he's like 28 29 
So he's got, I say, wealth of experience. My God, I know that the average age of Wessex <laughs> is like 21. But what do you, do you know what we? And it, I don't know whether it's a good thing or about we we haven't got many people in those prime years, that sort of late twenties. That's that's when you're in your prime with with your your body. Your body hasn't begun begun to fail, mm. and you, you know you've you've been playing long enough and you're experienced to have that that knowledge. We haven't got many players in that in that in the prime of their playing days, have we? Which you could say, yeah, we could do with a few more of those. But also, what that means is our current bunch of players are only going to get better. They haven't hit their prime yet. I was going to say, you give it five to eight years and the amount of quality that will be at the club from the players that are already here, I think I think that would be it's an amazing yeah. thing to think of, really. For, for me, I, I look at young Ashraf, Ashraf yeah. Ibrahim, and I see him currently, he's a good player. I, I would love, out of curiosity, to fast forward two years and see where he is. Mm. I think I think he has got so much potential to play to a very high standard. Ashraf. Anyway, we go off subject a little bit, yeah. don't we? We've, yeah, gone, we... we've gone from stamina <laughs> to to potential, but so so who do we love most? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, stamina. So where were, we, we were chatting about Ori. What's what's okay. your thoughts on on Mike on Mikey's stamina? Because you've seen him play a lot more. You obviously had him in have him in your team most weeks. I've seen him play a little bit. Obviously, I know what he can do. But in terms of his stamina overall, talk to me. He he, he, just, he never looks tired. He he's he's literally up and down. Whether he's at left back or left wing, he is up and down, up and down, up and down that left side. He's an ideal wing back for me. I don't often you know I don't often play. A three-five-two or a five-three-two. Um, he's man-made for a three-five-two or a five-three-two, and that largely comes down to his stamina. Mm. And, and, and also, uh, again, right down. I don't want to downplay Mikey because he's not just a runner. He's got a, an incredible knack of just of again considering he's predominantly played left fullback for me. Occasionally on left wing as well. He's got a great knack of just popping up in goal scoring positions. Mm. And more often than not, if he if he doesn't score from that position, it's either the keeper's rebounding it and someone's tapping it in, or he's or he's getting an assist. Is it's it's one of those things you can't you you can't really train for your left back to and, and I think it sometimes you like as as a right winger or a right back, you're not expecting your left back, the, the opposition left back to no. think, hang on, what's he, what's he doing up there? Who's man, who's supposed to be following him? He just drifts, doesn't but, he? He drifts into the right positions. Yeah. But in, in, like, again, in terms of stamina, yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't stop. Mm. Um, who else have we got to this? So the two Connors, O'Neill and Collins. This is, this is something that's been, uh, I think both these players are, that one of their, their main assets is their, their willingness to just keep running and running and running. And I don't think I've seen either of them look tired. I, I think yeah. genuinely, because I've played, I've played with both of them quite a lot and I can't recall a time where they both look knackered. Yeah. Really. Even Great. after 90 minutes of constant running, whether that be, they've both played midfield. They've both played on the wing. I know Connor O'Neill will play wing back or full back. It just, there's just no tiredness. There's no fatigue. 
And I, I don't understand it. I don't. You, the, the more the more we discussed, I, I've I've come up with my who I personally give it to out of the four. Just the more we've discussed it. So I most of my playing days were as a CDM, a holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. And I know how hard it is to play aggressively for a long amount of time. It go, go, and Connor, we all know Connor Collins, he goes into a tackle. He chucks mm-hmm. himself into a tackle, hits the floor hard, hits hits the ball, hits takes the player and gets back up and runs. That is so hard to do. You you mentioned earlier he never looks tired. Imagine after and, and not taking any anything away from the other three, but the fact that Connor plays so aggressively in such a key physical position, mm. and yet he still doesn't tire, that for me edges it. That, that it, I can't say how hard it is to to play that aggressively with that many even even if he wasn't going into the tackles as aggressive as he does. The sheer amount of tack of floor tackles going to ground, the, that alone doing that for ninety minutes, going in for a tackle, springing back up, tackle, springing back up, tackle, springing back up, that takes out of you. But to do it to the the level of aggression that he does it, <clears throat> for me, hands down, Connor Collins' stamina. I think, uh, I think I'd I'd have to agree with you, really. The others, the others, they do. The right things they they run till the, the you know the final whistle and you yeah, can't yeah. take anything away from them in that regard. But absolutely not. Connor Collins does just edge it with the pure intensity of his tackles and his jump. You, yeah. you think of the way he jumps as well. He always leaps into ter- into into you know yeah. heading the ball and just oh, the overall concentration and, and fitness, physical fitness as well as mental fitness. You need to be able to do yeah. what he does. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Connor Collins for me. Yeah, the key words you you just use intensity. They, they they've all got brilliant stamina, but he they they don't play as such an intense a physically intense role, do they? No. You could argue Ore because he's you know he is a, a he's a, a good he, he puts a strong tackle in as well, but in that position CDM, yeah, Connor Collins has got to be on it. I think so. Um, pace next so you know a, a bit of a mixture of you know your engine your lungs and and your legs isn't it really so who have we got shortlisted we've got Ashraf who I just mentioned uh, Connor O'Neill who he, he, Connor picked himself in the podcast he did didn't he backed himself as quickest at the club yeah so the, the podcast that I did with him and Rob Dibble um we, the question was was posed to who the fastest at the club was, and uh, Connor O'Neill picked himself. He backed himself in that race. They also said Ches, didn't they? I think Ches did get a mention. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah because we put we've shortlisted Ches on that basis. We've also got Yemi and Rayon, Rayon McLean, only played. I mean, in terms of pace, I don't think anyone touches Rayon. Rapid, but we, we we as a club we're not we're not blessed with what I'd call blistering pace. We've got we've got a lot of players who've got a bit of pace, but we haven't we're not blessed with players who have got that. You know, where you put a ball in behind and you can overhit it by twenty yards, but you still know that winger's getting on the mm-hmm. end of it. The fullback ain't getting him, and that is Rayon. 
but I kind of want to rule Rayon out only just because he's played one or two, one or two games. Um, so we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll give him an honourable mention, but we'll, we'll. Obviously, we'll we're doing current, current players, and he's yeah. like currently not yeah. a player, is he? So. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's signed on. He's yeah, he's, he's not sort of firmly in the mix, though, is he? So, we'll we'll decide between Ashraf, Connor O'Neill, Yemi, and Chez. What's your thoughts? Um, do you know what the funny thing is with Ashraf? I don't think I've seen him like seen his pet. What what I see with Ashraf is his feet are really quick when he's got the ball. Yeah, yeah. In terms of lightning pace and sprinting with and without the ball, I think. I've only seen him his feet move quick. He hasn't really fully opened his legs yet, has he? Well, that's and, no, that's what I mean. I think, I think because because he's so technically good as well, and his touch is so good, I th- players tend to give him the ball to his feet and then let him beat a man rather than put it in behind for him to run onto. I I've, I know he's got the pace to run onto it, but he's also got the, the skill and technique to beat a man, hasn't he? So yeah, we haven't really seen the pay we know it's there but yeah. we haven't got the evidence hard evidence of it when you you've got someone like someone like Chez who he the way that he kind of attacks and runs after a ball he does have pace about him he, he definitely does yeah. he's, he's up there with being quick I wouldn't it's difficult like we, we keep talking about needing to do this 100 meter sprint as a club to kind of really yeah. see who is quick because genuinely I wouldn't be able to pluck one name out that stands you know above everybody else I'd I'd side for Yemi but I'm not going to push for it because I think when Yemi gets in his stride mm. and his legs are open I think he's got great pace because his knees but, come up to his head the way he sprints yeah. he's like got that Olympic sprinter yeah you know but you've got shape. to take it's, it's like football manager. You've got pace and acceleration. Yeah. You, you've got to take that acceleration into account. Again, it, but playing centre-half like Yemi does, you don't get to show your acceleration. It's normally on that the turn, means. isn't it? When you think about <coughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone's th- already running against you at that point. Yeah. I th- so I think if it was, if we weren't including acceleration, I'd, I'd be saying Yemi. But... Inter- so taking into account pace and acceleration, like how quick you are off the mark, for me, I don't know how you feel. I- I'm going to say Connor O'Neill. Do you know what's funny? I, I actually think acceleration. I think Ches is is quicker in terms of yeah. off the mark. Yeah, like, true. The, the, what I what I've seen from Ches is the, he's like a whip it out the traps, isn't he? It really is <laughs> body shape and everything. <laughs> but the way that he goes from like straight out of the block is just he's gone. Um, but I think in terms of acceleration and top speed, I think I think uh, Connor O'Neill. But then again, I do I do need side note. This is this is you know saying yes to Connor with a little asterisk because I want to see him in a race. I want him to prove it. Yeah. Because I need I need yeah. to see because he backed himself in the other podcast. I'm backing him now, but I need to see him demonstrate why he's the fastest yeah we'll we'll give we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and and award in the pace category mm. but we but we'd still like hard proof yeah i need i need a video of <laughs> i need i need 
the boys in this category with a few others maybe who want to... In fact, we just get all, you know, everyone at the club to do a 100-metre sprint. Yeah. Maybe maybe at the next JMG day, we'll do like a, a massive sprint across the pitch or something yeah. um, and see who, who, who fares where. And hopefully, hopefully Yemi's knees back up to scratch by then. This we, is true. We wouldn't want to judge him on, you know, if he's still recovering, we wouldn't want to judge him. I've, someone else has just popped into my head. Still a current player, signed on, has, hasn't played this season because he's my mate and he, he literally only signed on. He said, if ever you're short, I'll help you out, but I'm too old for it now. And that's Mr. Neil Thomas, who I, I'd still say, out of all those, I think he matches them all for pace. You, but think, you, think, you think now he, he matches them, was, was he 40? He's my age. He's 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 nearly forty. He's forty in a, in a couple of months. Um, I kid you not. When we were from the ages of thirteen to thirty, no one's touched. He, he was rapid. He would he would blow rayon out of the water. We say how how that's to think about. Yeah. In in a hundred meter race. Neil Thomas and Rayon. I think Rayon's just over the halfway mark when Neil finishes. In his oh, prime, that is that is that is that's big. That is huge. In his prime. Tom Tom uh, Tom Trimble. He was lucky, and when I was running the reserves a few years ago, in Tom's first season, actually, he'll t- and and Neil was Neil was 32, 33 then, um, and he'll tell you just how quick he was. Fullbacks could just could not handle him. Could not handle him. That's crazy to think um, about. Yeah. So honourable mention for Neil Thomas, but do, do you know what? Even age aside, I'd I'd still back him. But you know, we're doing current players. He's he signed on as a favourite to me. He hasn't played a ball yet, so we'll we'll get him along to the, the when we do this whole big hundred meter sprint yeah. and we'll see how he does. Yeah. I tell you what, he, he, I think it was Nate Radford watched a few of the games in, in last season's lockdown league when mm. we were struggling. We were struggling winger wise, so I got Neil to help me out a few games, and he said, "Oh, who's that? Who's that little kid on the wing? He's rapid." I said, "That little kid is my age, <laughs> and you should have seen him ten years ago." The little kid's thirty-eight years old. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So pace, Connor O'Neill, but we want we want it proved, calm. Yeah, that's 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 it. Those are the conditions. Um, so the next category, and this is my favourite, bearing in mind that you know I played centre back and mostly CDM. So I, I, I take pride in a good hard tackle, a lovely sliding tackle where you you crunch into the ball. You don't care if you get hurt; you get a little bit of the man as well in the good old days. So shortlisted for that, I tell you what, this is this is going to be a tough one. It is shortlisted for hardest tackle: Connor Collins, Lewis Berry. Dell Shepherd, Hayden Lee, Nath Sussex, Lee Porter, and Rob Dibble. What's that? Seven. This is the, the biggest category we've got. I think I think whoever gets this, you, any, anyone could get this. I don't I don't know where, I don't know how we're going to decide with this. The thing is that's that's only seven. I genuinely think you could add more to that. Yeah, but... you could probably include Cal Rogers in that. I'd say. Yeah, um, Jordy, George, George puts a tackle in when he's playing up front. 
yeah, but he puts in what you know strikers tackles. Yeah, and prob- ends up injuring himself, injuring himself. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> Ori, the- Ori puts a tackle in. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll stick. We'll stick with those seven because we we could go on. All I mean, I mean, I'm I'm technically signed on as a player. I I back myself here. Well, you you 50, you'd make the tackle. You'd make the tackle about ten seconds after the ball had gone. But yeah, I I think was it you did was it last hearts. year? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> was it last year you came on just absolutely nailed a player the board gone and got a yellow card immediately yeah that was it was an unofficial world record it was in it, it was 10 minutes uh, sorry 10 seconds of me entering the pitch with with the ball in play it was about 19 seconds in total because the ball but the ball was out, out of play for nine of those seconds yeah 10 seconds flat it was bang nailed him it was one of those we we were losing i think i think we were losing or drawing it was a frustrating game. I thought, no, I'm, I'm bringing myself on just to let one of them feel like they've had a game. It was, it was, um, quite, it was quite the tackle. Definitely illegal, yeah. but quite the tackle to watch. <laughs> I thought I killed him. Yeah, straight away. <laughs> Ron was in goal for that game, and he <clears> said, <throat> and he, he said he's, he's kicked it out from a goal kick. Seen, seen the player control it. I've just come in, bang, and Ron thought, oh my god, he, he's off. There's no way he's there's no way he's staying on. I I'll tell remember. you what, <laughs> being diplomatic, I'm I'm going to withdraw. I I back my no one's coming off better in a fifty fifty with me in training. Guarantee you that. But I couldn't do it because I love my players and I couldn't put them at risk. And also, so one of your muscles would definitely rip apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're yeah. Well, do we include that? We got we got best left foot and best right foot coming up. Can we go for best middle leg? Middle leg, I think that might be a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one might be. So, out of the seven, hardest tackle, Connor Collins, Lewis Berry, Dale Sheps, Hayden Lee, Nave Sussex, Lee Porter, Rob Dibble. Where do you you want to start from there? Because they're all all such hard tacklers. I think you've got to take into account several factors. That's timing, aggression, Technique. I, a lot of people think that, you know, a lot of wingers might just think, well, it's just, just swinging your leg in. It's not mm. the art of tackling sometimes is, is doing it so that you know how it's going to pop off the opposition player's leg or pop off of your leg or whatever it is. Yeah. Sometimes you know, I've, I've had it going into a 50 50 and you think this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough. Sometimes you, you leave a little bit out because you have to because mm. of, of where the ball's going to go. So I've played against some players, and I think this is this ball's just going to stop, and we and it's it's just it pops into a little bit of space. We're both running in, both time it, and you think, "Oof, what's going to happen here?" And you end up both just going bang into the ball, and the ball don't move. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> and, it, and, it, and then it's just about who can actually get get back into the the, the you know the second attempt. So yeah, I'd say you've got to take into account timing, aggression, technique. Um, yeah, those three, I think. Well, I think, I think you don't even need to specifically be strong to make a hard yeah. tackle. Like if we've gone up to you know, in terms of strength, for example, like a like a Yemi, he's yeah. done some big tackles, but the hardest tackles, I think. The one they've happened more in the middle of the pitch. Agree. You know, you know the ones that the ball 
the pops up. It's there to yeah. be. It's literally there to be won. It's a 50-50. You see two players go for it and you think, wow, yeah, that's that's tasty. And in terms of aggression, I think Connor Collins and, and Lewis have really got, maybe Dell as well, that, that kind of aggression. They, they really do top the charts in that. Yeah. Do you know what, what frustrates me a bit with Lewis, though? Aggression, I think if you split this just down to aggression, Lewis all day. Mm. But sometimes I get a little bit frustrated with Lewis because in some of his tackles, sometimes the ball is a second thought. Yeah. It's, and I get it. I get it. He's, <clears throat> he's, he's a more old school footballer. Like me in my younger days, it was sometimes it was get the man, but then make sure you get a little bit of the ball so that the ref can see you get the ball. But sometimes <laughs> it is, I like it. I do like it. Yeah. But as, as a, if I was in his, if I was in his team, and he's putting some of these tackles in, I'd be like, yeah, go on, Lewis. But as a manager, it can be a little bit worrying and frustrating when he's, he's, he focuses on the man before the ball. bit too much. A little bit too much, yeah. He'll, he'll try and play the man. He'll use his upper body strength for, like to bash him off the ball mm. before the tackle. But don't get me wrong, he, put, he can put a good tackle in. Um, the... T- I, I agree with you. The big tackles happen in the bit in the middle of the park, um, which, yeah, oh, because of that, because of what I said, I'm going to withdraw Lewis out of that. Even though I love his game and his style and what it brings, and and don't get me, and that's not downplaying that role, that that physically, that intimidation role. I love it, but if we're looking at specifically the tackle. I'd probably narrow it down to the three centre midfielders of Connor Collins, Dell Shepherd, and Rob Dibble. Yeah. And I <clears throat> I call it biased because he's been a huge sign in for me in the reserves. And the what we were lacking in the reserves when I took over was aggression. I was I was relying on Lewis week in, week out to be the, the aggressor in my my yeah. um my workhorse, my my physicality, but Dell, since Dell's come in, he's been a a revelation for me. Um, not just on, on the ball, but we, we mentioned in we give him an honourable mention in in the forehead category, didn't we, for his defensive headers? And we did. He some of the tackles I've seen him put in are timed to perfection. They're they're almost they go from beautiful to to fantastic because they're timed beautifully. But chuck it. But he also goes in one hundred and ten percent committed. Um, as does Connor. As does Connor Collins. And Dib- Dibble goes into it. Oh, this is tough. Thing is, I, I know that that they all that the lads were talking about love a tackle, and I think the, I think there's there's loving a tackle and there's there's taking pride in in your work, <clears throat> and I, I genuinely yeah, think that's Dibble for me. I think well, that's what. <laughs> He absolutely, if yeah. literally, if you could just sum up the way Dibble loves to play, and it's it's coming more out the more that I see him play, is how much he loves to tackle, and it's sometimes it's all he'll talk about. Like in the in the group chats we have for like if it be the first team, I don't know if you've noticed it at all in the main chat, but all Dibble will talk about is big tackles. Like I want yeah. a big yeah. tackle. It's, it's it's perfect, especially for the role that he's playing at the moment. 
as that and kind he backs of, it up. He, he never oh, comes off second, does he? No, I think the last game we had against Jamaica Bell on the first team, he was, I think I put in the match report that he he and Luke Crummins spent more time on the floor than they did actually, you know, up. And Dibble, yeah. he, was, <laughs> he was, he was just, I don't want to say he was two foot in everyone because it was perfectly legal what he was doing. Maybe he should have been carded, maybe. But the tackles that he was putting in, they were they were they were timed well. They were they were in the perfect part of the pitch that would allow the defense an extra breather, you know, an extra few seconds to get their breath back and to get their shape. And yeah. I th- I think the more I talk about him, the, the more I think he's got to win this this category, Rob Dibble. Yeah. I I I'm gonna go with you. I love Dibble tackling. I do want to. We kind of bypassed over the defenders. I, I like Lee Porter sweeps. It, it, his game is is sweeping up that danger, and his, his timing and aggression in, in the tackle is good. Nave Sussex. I personally love Nave at fullback, either fullback because his, I think his his, his best asset is the timing. The timing. He's, he's not yeah. he's not massive, and he doesn't need to be massive because the no. way that he uses his body and his body weight and the tenacity that he has. Yeah, the timing of the tackle is it's it's a pleasure to play against, to play with. Sorry, he, he goes into Nave Sussex. Go, he goes into tackles, and it sounds weird, but the sound it makes is is a beautiful tackling sound. And he mm. goes into it like he's got like Connor Collins has got legs twice as big and strong as him, but you wouldn't know that if you were to, if you were to get tackled by by Connor and Nave, I think you'd feel it the same. Yeah, I th- I, I would um, agree with that. And Hayden, much like Lee Porter, his, his, his timing of that sweeping tackle, so aggressive. So big shout out to those three defenders. But yeah, so what, yeah, then we, then we narrowed it down to a top four. We ruled out Lewis just because he can be a little bit over the top. Overzealous. The body. Uh, overzealous. Overzealous. I think so. Overzealous. I like that. Um, and then it's, it's a real tough call between Connor Collins, Dell Sheps, and Dibble. But yeah we'll go with Dibble I think but to be honest I think so to be honest if you can if you could name a team of 11 players who who tackled like any one of those players off that short list core what team I think that'll be the next podcast mate to be fair (laughs) the amount of make make a squad out of the hardest tacklers yeah yeah I thought of a I thought of a category we could have mentioned because I'm talking about Lewis's aggression and stuff, but le- leadership, we didn't talk about like a leader. That, that would sort of come into football brain, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I suppose. It's, it's, is it too late to chuck in a, a leadership foot, like a me- mentality category? Are you, wait, is that, is that not coming under football brain? But I think we, when we did football brain, well, football, football brain intelligence, is intelligence, wasn't it? Yeah, football football brain is intelligence of reading the game and a mentality is who brings that that winning mentality, that fight. Yeah. Who brings that oof. two two names that spring to mind for me for that winning fighting mentality is Connor Collins and Lewis Berry. Yeah. Yeah. But it winning means uh, that's not downplay just Winning is so important to so many players at the club. We've got a lot of wi- people that matters to, but those two for me, like that leadership winning mentality. I think I think I've got I've got another one, 
and he's not been mentioned yet in, the, in, in this podcast, but he may not care so much about the winning side, but his mentality is what drives his team when he's in it forward. And I think that's Sean, Sean Sibanda. Sibs. Yeah, good the, shout. The way that he drives when he's been in the Colts team as their captain, he may not, you know, have that drive to want to win every game and, and you know, it's life or death. But the way that he encourages the players around him and it's, it's infectious, you know, in the, in the chats, the way that he, you know, conducts himself and talks to everyone else. It really he's does. First, yeah. yeah. As soon as the squad's announced, whether he's in it or not, he's the first putting the flames, the fire flames on it. And do you know what? When he's last season, when he won't get in, in the squad, and this season after his injury, when he won't play, he, he's he's travelling over from from Wales. That's a that's a a mentality you want. You just bring it lifts, bring it lifts the, the others. It really does lift yeah. the others. Yeah. Personally, I'd still go with. In my time of working with this group of players, I'd go with Lewis Berry. Yeah, he, I think overall... His, his leadership, I, I can't underestimate his leadership in that lockdown league win last season. And the thing is, how, how old is Lewis now? 30. So Maybe so, come up to 31. So Connor's, Connor's about seven years mm-hmm. off him. If you gave me like a 30-year-old Connor, that could, that, that could change the game. Or like it, Connor maybe. and maybe five years <clears throat> that that leadership and aggression and everything could be amplified i'm hoping it i'm hoping it will be um but as I, of right I now, think, yeah i think with con is his passion and winning mentality sometimes because he wants it so much it it can sometimes come across as negative yeah which think, which yeah. which go, which goes for a lot of cap a lot of captains I think what what makes Lewis shine out as a captain and leader for me is I've said before in previous he's he's an extension of me. I I I like passionate aggressive captains who are also motivators mm. who bring the best out of everyone. And I just think he proved it in a lockdown league. Yeah. Like so, someone like someone like Curly who, you know, Mr. Quiet does his job to perfection. I'll tell you what, he could have he could have had another big shout in timing of the tackle. Yeah, I was going to say, I was about to say that. But the, the amount of times during last season where Cully was, we'd be having a drink after uh, in the club after and Cully would be like, I love Lewis. I love Lewis. Like, thank <laughs> you so much for bringing Lewis into this <clears> club. <throat> and I, I just think that, because when, when I offered Lewis the captaincy, I, I could see the traits that I wanted in a captain, um, but I also told him what I want as a captain and what mm. I expected, how I expect him to perform the duty, and he's he's done perfectly. And and to be honest, he, he hadn't been available. For, I think he's played half, maybe just over half the games this season. And where yeah. I'm, where I consider myself lucky in the reserves. The leadership last season was very heavily relied upon Lewis. But this season, I've got a, a core... I've, I've been lucky to have a core set of leaders. And I'd, I'd include Big Steph, Cal, Callum Rogers in that leadership group. It's usually Callum that has the armband in Lewis's absence, but Steph's worn it. Um, Del Sheps is, is one of the team's leaders. It's, I've been lucky, very lucky this season to have a, a leadership group 
to rely on rather than just that one one captain. Yeah, I think I was saying it beforehand where <clears throat> the recruitment this year has benefited all the teams. And for, for you boys in the reserves, it's solidified that, you know, that foundation you had. It's really built upon it. And yeah. you're, you're, you know, raking in the rewards through the, you know, the, the, the score lines that you've been getting. It really does show how far you've come and the yeah. progress you're making. And, and like I say, half of the games without our captain. Yeah. Which I think if it wasn't for having such a strong leadership group, like I say, Steph, Cal, Dell, we, we, we almost haven't missed Lewis as a captain. Sounds horrible it'll, to say, doesn't it? it it'll, it'll always be, you know, he is my captain and he'll always be missed playing-wise. But I, I'm so lucky this season that when he's not been available, we haven't been hurt by not having leaders on the pitch. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll backtrack and give him... Well, I, well I, I don't know if you agree with me. I, I'm pretty much insisting on mentality. Lewis Berry, I don't know. If, have you got any counter argument for that? I, I, don't think, I don't think I could even match what you've just said, if I'm being quite <laughs> honest. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of players at the club that that have that passion and, and some players that have yet to find the balance of what, what Lewis has, which is the aggression, but, and the passion, but then in order to bring your team up as well. Um, and obviously not everyone's got that, that perfect balance as, as, as well mm. as Lewis has. So I reckon, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Do you know what Lewis, do you know what Lewis is for me? He's, he's the perfect combination of Connor Collins and Luke Crummins. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke, Luke Crummins <clears throat> is a really, really good team captain. Mm. He's ve- he, he talks constantly. He, he encourages, he, he praises, he praises good. He, and he, and he's constructive. He's constructive about things that aren't going so right. Yeah. I think, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a mixture of, so Lewis, Lewis has got the aggression and determination of Connor Collins, but the the, the know-how, the, yeah, the softer, warmer elements of Luke Crummins. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree. I would agree. And luckily, lucky for us in the first team, we've got both of them normally playing. So yeah, in and around yeah. the team. And 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 it's good. You can't have too many leaders. You really, you really can't. Um, and and to be honest. Like your, yourself, you're you're a very good leader. You're, you're much like Luke Crummins, mm. but of, but just bigger and more imposing. You're very calm, very constructive. It's usually <laughs> I, I enjoy your halftime team talks where usually Tom's flipping out <laughs> and Losing saying this is crap, that's crap, and then you'll you'll let him vent, and then you'll say right, okay, <laughs> and then and then and then it just comes and it's like right. So what we need to do is this, and it, 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 I, it, I do love it. But and again, not many people can match Tom for passion and determination and and how much winning means. You've yeah, the, the, like you like Dibble. The the, the first team you have got so many. There are there are a good amount of leaders, and it's just the 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 know how. Everyone Jack seems Millard. to be... Jack Millard wants to win <clears throat> so much. He does. He's, when, he's much like when, Connor. 
when Jack comes to watch, he's, he's been coming to watch the reserves a lot in, in recent months. And it, it, he's so passionate about the team winning, whether, whether it's his, you know, the first team, which he's playing in the reserves or the cult. He's, yeah. We've got, we have got, so we have got very, a very good mentality. Yeah. As a club. The, the, the passion at this club is, is unmatched really. Yeah. So that was our, that was our leadership and mentality yeah. um, off the cuff yeah. section. Um, moving down left. to the feet now, the legs. So left foot and right foot. We'll start with left foot, shall we? <clears throat> there, are some, there are some ballers in this, in this category. I've, I've, I've always thought a left foot is better than right foot. When you get, when you get a good left foot, not many right-footed players can match it. I don't I, know I, why this is. Like, I, don't, it, I don't understand it, but I agree with it. Yeah, some like some of the pe- some of the people who can absolutely spank a ball into oblivion with pure power tend to be left footers. The ones that get so much whip and curl on it, mm. it always seems to come from a left foot for me. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I, I do. But I don't know whether that's because at Wessex as well, maybe just the the left the left footers are just that talented. The right footed players are as well, 100%. But we've got such an abundance of just quality and classy left-footed players at the club. I'll tell you what we have got as well is some very good two-footed players. Bit, I'll true. tell you what, I'll give, I'll, 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 for me, honourable mentions for two-footed players. Um, Jake Berry. Yeah, really good, really good delivery with both feet. Nath Price, very two-footed. From I've never seen a more two-footed player than Pete Lucas. Never. It's, it's very never, easy never. for him, isn't it? He was taking corners with his left foot yeah. a few weeks ago, <laughs> and, I, and at halftime I said, "Pete, are you taking corners with your left foot?" And so casually, he just went, "Yeah, in swing, isn't it?" And I was like, "Yeah, fine." The, the confidence <laughs> to have that. You, you could you could see him hit a ball ten times with his left and ten times with his right. Afterwards, you couldn't you wouldn't be able to decide if he's left or right footed. Mm. You really wouldn't. Um, but yeah, we'll concentrate on left for now. So what we've got in the shortlist: Tom Trimble, Alex Fatio, George Evans, Cal Rogers, and Jake Berry. Yeah, Jake. Oh, we know Jake's really struggling with this long COVID at the moment. He's he hasn't played all season, and he, to be honest, being realistic, it it don't look like it's going to be anytime soon. Mm. So we might we might need to take Jake out by default. But his his delivery, particularly, I say I've mentioned him in the in the ambidextrous category, but particularly is that his left foot delivery is is lovely. Just whips just got mean yeah. whip really, hasn't it? Yeah, strikes the ball cleanly as well. But we might have to forfeit Jake. So, and again, you've got you've got. We're looking for the the total left foot. So power, whip, curl, delivery. You know the ping. For me, ping wise, Cal Rogers. I'm. I think. I think Cal's going to get hard done by in this in this category. If I'm being I, honest, I do purely <clears throat> purely because of he might. Yeah, he might get sacrificed because of attacking talent. But, but like, is, I've never met someone so assured 
uh, as, yeah. as a defender. I know he says he, I know he can play CDM. Um, I, I tell you what, start as a left back. Sorry to interrupt, with you, Matt. <clears throat> I tell you what, I would. I'll still stick with Sharkey, but I would very chuck, very much chuck Cowell into the discussion of football. Bring mm-hmm. here, here. Yeah, I think we over we overlooked that. We were we were looking at mid- midfielders, weren't we? But I think Cowell. Cal, Cal knows he's not the quickest. He hasn't got the most stamina, but his positional awareness and and the foot the, the defensive football bring, as well as his vision, really it, 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 you you wouldn't know, you wouldn't realize he's not the quickest or no. can't get about. It, his, it, his, positioning his, his positioning is his positioning is top notch, and when you yeah. back it up with the the he never he never punts the ball down the line, does he? No. Never. It's always placed with precision. Yeah. It's always, you know, dinked down the line or, or whipped down to, <clears throat> to to a striker or a winger. There's always intent not, with his passes. Yeah, it's and he and he he plays it like snooker a little bit. He mm. he thinks a couple of passes ahead. It's not always necessarily the killer pass which he's got on his locker. It's usually the pass that's going to lead to a an assist or or mm. the pass that's going to lead to a pass that leads to an assist. It's, yeah, I, I left. Yeah, you. I mean, you, you might say it's it's hot. I know exactly what you're saying. Where he's going to make because the amount of left footers that score goals with their left, and just you, the, the you, overall the overall yeah. play. I think yeah. you know with with George being that the definition of a of a clinical striker. Yeah, is his strike on the ball is. You know, it's next level, really, isn't it? The way yeah. that he can hit a ball and whip a ball, and we've not seen it in a, in a it feels like it feels like ten years. We've not seen it in a couple of years because he's been on you know back to back injuries he's had. Yeah. Um, but you know, a fully fit George up top, you're you're dealing with a serious striker. He he, he scored that free kick last not preseason, just gone last preseason, didn't he? On the on the grass, dang it. South yes. Bristol, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I'll t- tell you what. Who, who else has just popped in my head? Not not for left footed category, but two footed category. Kim Machapisa. Yeah, understand how he hits a ball with his weaker left footed training is exquisite. Better than I could hit it with me right. Yeah, even he does like to practice it. Yeah, I, so <laughs> I pulled him aside at, at, at training. I said, "I see you. I see you practice on your left." It, in training so much and it's and you always get a, a great connection. I never mm. see you doing it in a game. I said believe believe in yourself on your left side in a game. Just trust it. What's the worst that can happen? Is it, is it the keeper saves it? It doesn't go on target. It's it's for you're a striker. It's a very risk free area. If he if he makes a mistake, it doesn't very rare will it lead directly to a goal. So I said to Kim, because I, I was using him in the cup game on the weekend, yeah. I said, if it drops on your left, use your left. And I think it was it, it was very early on, probably about six seven minutes. Scored with his left foot, and we had a little. Half, <laughs> we had a little half, it was like it was like a about a, a half volley or, or you know bouncing ball on the edge of the box, and he's just hit it yeah. bottom corner, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what he got in his locker, hundred percent. I can't remember who got the assist that day, but I'm I'm claiming it now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you have to update the uh, the assist list, I think. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> top three, like I say, I love Jake and, and Cal's their ping, their delivery. I think out of the five, 
we're probably going to narrow it down. I think you all agree to a, a top three of Tom, Alex, and George. Yeah. So it's about it's about picking what I I I've, I know George's got a hell of a left foot, but I've I've kind of fallen in love with Alex Fatio's left foot a little bit. Well, I said it not long ago, didn't I, about how he sees you know three four passes ahead and uses the the spin of the ball and the way that you know, the defenders are positioned to arch the ball round. It's that extra bit of intelligence yeah. that gives him, you know, that extra edge in games. And that's, there's no, it's no secret that he's impacted, you know, the Colts first team and the reserve games when he's been on the pitch. Yeah. Um, it'll well, just it went be in for, the right place. Yeah. When he first came to the club, it trained it. Cause we all like to wind Jordan up, don't we? Cause he, he bites <laughs> so easily. But I, I remember seeing Alex's left foot and, and just think, oh, he's got a sweet left foot. And at the time, I thought George's probably still a little better. better. But I was winding George up. I said, oh, you, you've, you've now got the third best left foot at the club. And he was, it was all to wind George up. But now, do you know what, if I'm honest? I think Alex Fatio edges George. But you know what? I think, I think that's a little unfair on George only because he hasn't played outfield. I feel like if you gave George... Fully fit Jordan season alongside Alex. I feel like it'd be a closer, it'd be a closer battle. Maybe, but then Maybe. again, it, I, it's, probably it's hard, I've... isn't it? Because because we like Jordan has got the sweetest left foot. We know that, mm. but it's just who's has someone got it slightly better, True. and you know for the goals he scores, can't look past Mister Trimble. No, I mean it's the we're talking overall left foot, aren't we? Yeah, how they, how they impact the game. Don't get me wrong; I don't think he'd ever be caught dead tackling, or I don't think we've ever seen him slide tackle um, at all since at West. No. Some of the lads were saying it on the on the side on the weekend. We were t- chanting at him to make a sliding tackle because we've never <laughs> never seen him do yeah. it. But if we're talking overall talent on this on the left side, uh, I think it's it's got to go to Tom. It's got to go to Tom. I think so. So George, George and Alex Fatio both strike a strikeable left footed beautifully. I think Tom can do it with a little bit more power. Yeah. I yeah. think he's he's the other two will will bend in goals, cur- curling them into the corner all day long. I think Tom's also more likely the other two can spank the ball as well, but Tom's <clears> more <throat> likely to score a goal by just smashing it, smashing it across the keeper. Yeah. It doesn't normally. I say it doesn't normally sail over the bar. It actually does quite a bit, but it's the consistency. He'll he'll have a bad game, and he'll score three, or he'll 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 impact the game in in the attacking third where he'll he'll get an assist or he'll be in the build up play, the the assist of the assist. You know that the intelligence as well. He's proved that for the reserves. For me, obviously, it's been a funny season. We we've. In the reserves, we've always struggled a little bit with wingers, availability-wise, of, of you know of a certain quality. It's always a little bit of a oh, who's going to go on the wing? Like recently, I've, I've been using Pete, Pete's best position is centre midfield, or or Cam, but I've been using him on the wing because he can do a really good job on the wing. But Tom's proved that right when he's dropped down to the reserves a few times just to help us out through the lack of wingers this season. He hasn't been the best player. No. 
by any means. He's, you know, his, it, we've used his quality because his quality is always there. But he's, he, he hasn't outshone like your likes of Del Sheps or, or, or in certain games where like Steph and Cal have just been rocks at the back. Or he, Ollie Atwood. It, he, Ollie, yeah, yeah. Ollie, fantastic. He, he kind of just fits in. Like a year or two ago, if Tom dropped down to the reserves, it would be get the ball to Tom. Mm. Try and win the ball and get it to Tom. He's our star man, but he's very much he, he just he's just very much one of the cogs in a machine. I think that just shows but, how much but, the quality of players has risen in the past yeah. year or two. Yeah, because that's not that's not saying <laughs> Tom's got worse or anything like that because he, he no, very no. much hasn't. But yeah. the overall quality has increased from the as a club from a club viewpoint yeah. so much. But if, I mean. No, he, he certainly hasn't dropped in, in quality. What I would say is I, I think COVID affected Tom more than Tom would let on. Some games, he would... Some games, for me, he looked like he struggled a little bit. It's particularly particularly the first few games after his, his COVID bout. But it was those moments of quality. But I mean, his gold contributions in the reserves, he's, he's played seven, scored 12 and assisted eight. That's 20 goal contributions in seven games. And for someone who hasn't, play-wise, hasn't lit it up, hasn't been the star man, mm. that's, that's massive. It's, that's it's a crazy. massive, massive goal outlay from your left, all from his left foot. I think, I don't remember any of them not coming from his left, assists or goals. So, you know, that, that left foot, even when I'd say, Tom's been good. Tom's been really good for me when he's played, but he hasn't been... What he's capable of, mm. it, 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 Tom knows his ability, and and he'll, he'll he'll agree with me. But that level of goal contributions and outlay from from that left foot, even when not in top top form, shows how deadly it is. It really does, and it, it's it's always. I wouldn't say it comes as a, as a surprise, but he has been consistent even if it hasn't, like you said, hasn't been his best performance, he's delivered mm. and helped the team. Yeah. That's, that's what's always a given with when you, when you play him. So I, I think, yeah. I think it, it, he wins the, the best left foot, I think from this yeah. Frankenstein's monster, hundred percent. I, I think, yeah, I think we've got to give it to Tom, <clears throat> but again, another strong category. Um, right foot. So the ones we've shortlisted, Pete Lucas, who, yeah, I mean, could have put him in, could have put him in either category. Yeah, Pete, Pete Lucas, Jack Millard, Del Shepherd, and Kim, who also got a mention in in two footedness. What do you reckon? I mean, there's, it's like we were. I think we were kind of leaning towards the the left footers at the club being, you know better than the right footers but again I'm looking at that that list and the quality that's coming from that right footed list is it's, it's really up there as well um, so I mean you know you've got you've got Pete who you said can play both feet um, he plays on the wing he plays centre mid the way that he hits a ball Ned's I, a bit like that as well isn't he Ned, Ned, Ned I, we didn't even mention Ned because obviously he's not yeah. on the club at the moment but Ned's probably the most two footed player I've ever played with Without yeah. a doubt, you, you I, talk about... I, 
I still I still <clears> think Pete's more two footed. I you really reckon? Do. Yeah, I reckon. I, really I reckon there's an argument. There's an argument to be had. A discussion to be had there. Because um, yeah. Ned Ned would take free kicks and penalties with his weak foot. He'll take corners with his weak foot. Just the what was it was a game where he scored two screamers for you, wasn't it, with his left foot a couple of years ago or a year ago? Who Peter Ned? Peter Ned. 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 No. No. I think. I think. No. That was. That was when. That, that was the season before I came back. Oh, it was. No, it was. Because when. Um. When I was. When I was. Um. When I named Ned in in the team, it was out of the blue, wasn't it? We were we were struggling players wise, yeah. and he was available. So we put. You know, I had a bit of feedback from you and Tom. I said, "Yeah, okay, we'll stick him in." Mm. And then when when I named the team. All in the players chat they were like oh Ned Ned's back yeah. and then they were talking about the two screamers he scored so yeah, yeah that, was, that was it but yeah like Ned honourable mention for for the for the you know the, the two-footed the two-footedness yeah. is unbelievable um, but the the right footers I don't know like you, you talk about Pete you talk about Kim being Kim Kim's a classic striker he's the the, the poacher the one that's just always in the position that will get the the tap-ins that he needs to get. Plays on the last man, doesn't he? He does. And being, you know, you've got to mention in the, the upper body strength, his speed, his strength, it's all top draw. So I'd say his technique as well is is, is really good. For, it's just really good to have him as a striker. He's just yeah. the one that will get goals, like regardless of what position he's in. Yeah. But... But you, think... you see him hit. You see him in in <laughs> games, in matches. He plays very much that that last man. Mm. You know, get get on the end of a ball, slot it. No, not always tap it, but he'll he'll slot it. But in when you see him in training, he hits a ball. Yeah, he does. He's, as, he's got... as a striker in an actual game of eleven aside, you don't always get that. It's particularly how he plays. He's he's not really ever far enough away from goal. To show it mm. off, no, no, because he's, he's he's in the the six yard box all yeah. the time. He lives yeah. near the penalty spot. See, Jack Jack Millard for me <clears throat> when I when I first come back to the club. Remember, we were training up the Dangs at the start of last season. Yeah, we were we were we had so many players, didn't we? We were we were doing it all all night in the summer evenings. We had, we'd have a group three sessions, six it? till seven, a group seven till eight, and a group eight till nine. Yeah, and I think Jack was in the quite off more often than not, he found himself in the earlier group, like the six till seven, but then he'd he'd hang around until nine o'clock, so just because someone was able to drop him down to the bus station or, or something, I can't yeah. remember the details. But but I I remember what watching the session, six till seven, and then it was it was a, it went it went a one off. It was. A few weeks running, it was Jack and Solomon, and they stayed after. You, 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 in the pros, you they talk about like your James Milner's, your Steve Gerrard's, who will after training they'll stay behind and do extra training on their own. Yeah. These two, I was watching them; they were about 20, 30 yards apart. weren't even speaking, but they were just pinging the ball to each other, each other, controlling it, pinging it back, controlling it. Yeah, and it just went on for hours, and I was what I was watching training uh, out the corner of my eye. Just kept looking at they're still pit, and I, I didn't see any of them miscon miscontrol it, bringing it down, or any of them not put it 
right on the right on the dot. And I was particularly impressed with Jack. Just, just control, ping, control, ping, control, and it was, it was, it was really, as a, as a, a manager who who'd been at the club, coming back into the club, I thought one, that's a great attitude. Like just, just literally, just sit there kicking a ball back and forth, mm. back and forth. But two, the quality they were both doing it. It top, I, I was top, thinking, top yeah, level, wasn't it? Yeah, we've got we've got some good players here. And and, and Jack's like he's not even he's not just good with the you know with the with his pings and his his you know build up play. He's he's got he's got goals in his game coming through. He's been playing the right wing this uh this this season. Yeah. And he's yeah. grown. I think I think everyone's had a bit of a rocky start to the season, if I'm being honest. And and Jack scored come, a nice free kick as well, didn't he? he yeah, he was, a nice was, free kick him. I was about to say that he's really come leaps and bounds from the way we all started. He's really started contributing more. He's getting, you know, his, his build-up play, his control of the ball. And he, he's chipping in with, he scored a lovely free kick against um, Ridings, Ridings High the other week. Um, just that it's a lot harder to do to score a free kick like that. I don't think people quite understand. It looks like, oh, you know, set piece is just, you get a free shot of goal. It's really not to get the dip yeah. over the wall into the goal and beat the keeper as well. I don't even think the keeper moved properly. If I'm being honest. Well, it's it's that art mm. of getting 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 the lift over the wall and then the dip to bring it back down into the goal, isn't it? And he practices it. It's something like you said about the downs. He'll he'll practice something, you know, in, until he gets it. And <laughs> and commitment as well. <clears throat> how far he travels twice yeah, a week, twice a week for for training. And then for a game, brilliant. Yeah, like coming from coming from Western. Yeah, the training. My only, games. my only critique of Jack, he, he reminds me a little bit of George. Yeah, in the sense that hell of a player, but sometimes his emotions get the better of him when he gets frustrated. George, George, I mean George still is a bit like this, but he he has he's listened to me and he has worked on it and he's developed. Yeah. And I've always said to George, and it's the same for Jack, really. When he gets frustrated, he doesn't play as well because he's it, he's fr- he's still he's still thinking about something he's pissed off about five minutes ago, and it, yeah. and it affects and it, and it affects what's happening currently or what's about to happen. Um, but yeah, right, yeah, we digress. Right foot. Lovely right foot. And then you've got the other one we haven't mentioned is Dell, Dell Shepherd. Well, before before Dell, <clears throat> I, I, you know, you talk about like your Phil Nevilles, where because they were able to play so many positions, um, it almost affects their role in the side. Well, we I think we've almost breezed past Pete as well because he's so two footed. It's almost like he hasn't been properly considered for either category um but yeah going back to dell yeah pete pete is if we were to pick a, a two-footed for me it's pete definitely but you were just about to touch on dell and it might be biased for me but i like all season I, i've and we talk about all categories dell's right foot when it comes to tackling brilliant we've talked i mean he was very unfortunate for me to to miss out on the hardest tackle accolade, but the, all, everyone in that category was. But Dell, 
his right foot, his ping on with his right foot is brilliant. How he, I'm surprised he hasn't scored more goals for the reserves this season because how he's how he's hit a ball, and he's, he's hit a few good ones with his left as well. But how he's hit a ball on times with his right foot, whether that's like a, a cross field, uh, like a slice pass or a, or a whip into the box or or an attempt on goal, he's he's gone really close. And for some really good saves from his right foot, I, it is probably me being biased because he's 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 played every game for the reserves this season, and I've you know I've been there for it. But I rely on Dell's right foot. When the ball when the ball lands at Dell, I'm expecting. I'm not hoping for a good pass, a good ping, a, a good cross, a, a, a shot. I'm I'm expecting it. Yeah, and that's the that's the standard he's set. I think. I think so, I think Dell Dell would contribute more to the the goals and assists if like I think he's almost been hindered by the fact that you know Josh Jules come in and Nathan Price ahead of him players that are more attack minded if you see what I mean yeah. they, they they pop up in the pockets whereas I think if Dell had Lewis next to him like you like he had done you know earlier in the season I feel like he would chip in with more goals but he's taken yeah. that more defensive position because of the the dynamic of the midfield yeah agree so i i and the times i've seen dell play it's, it's just like you said the you expect greatness you expect it to be yeah top level and it and it nine times out of ten it is whether that be a tackle yeah. we took we touched at the start on his defensive headers um but his overall game is great and that's largely part to how good you know his right foot is so are you are you edging towards Dell? I think it's close because there's some, some serious quality in this in this group, but yeah. the expectation of greatness is yeah, for me. Yeah, I think Dell edges it. I'm 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 glad you've gone with Dell as well because he's he's come close in a couple of a ca- the categories. Like we talked about forehead, like is is heading exceptional, like how he how he wins a ball against players he's got no right to Hard, hardest tackle he's been mentioned in umpteen categories but like yeah I touched on it the fact that I'm not I'm not hoping for something from his right foot I'm expecting it that the ball can drop it other players and I'm thinking go on have a go do this let's let's see yeah. something whereas whereas it lands at Dell's feet and I'm going and I'm, I'm just thinking yeah do what you do so yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad you've gone with Dell as well. He definitely deserves <clears throat> a category. Um, which brings us on to our last one: skill, skill and technique. Shortlisted, we've got Solomon, Pete Lucas, Nave Price, and Young Ashraf. Again, Ash. We all know. We can see. The ability Ashraf's got, technique and and, and mm. skill, we can see that. But he's only been available to play two games. So can we? Is it fair to? Oh, it's a tricky that, that one. That shows that shows what a lasting impression he's had on us from the games he's played because they've been so few. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he he came, he came. Suleiman brought him along, didn't he? Uh, yeah. To to training and <clears throat> since then, it's you know he's been. Essentially, like he's similar to Suleiman in the way they play, you know, the, the absolute the, the the fluidity they have with the ball at their feet, different positions. I think 
you know, Ashraf is more of that quick skill, quick footed winger that yeah. will beat a man. Whereas Suleiman is that kind of cam slash centre forward that attracts lots of players towards him and then dances through yeah. a slow pace, but it works. Lethargic, isn't it? Suleiman. It is. it, 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 with Suleiman, it looks effortless, but beautiful. It does. It, it really does. Effortless, but beautiful. I think I need to rebrand his uh, his player profile just to say that because it, <laughs> it, it, it just works. And sometimes it works too well, if you get what I mean, in terms yeah. of... And I think yeah, we, say, we say this on, on every podcast where we mention Suleiman, it's he does everything so well and then he does it too much. You know? Yeah. But just the, the, the skill that Suleiman has... Yeah, well as Ashraf is is really really top level, and and again the other two Pete and Nath Price, I think they've been you know, how they how they play themselves out of tight cul de sacs out of tight tight corners. They just their skill and technique just it gives them a, an escape from a dead end mm. with those two. This again, this is a this this is a tough category. I know we've we've not got. We've only got the four shortlisted, but anyone could win that. I think, sure. Oh. I think I'm 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 siding towards someone, but before I say who, I want to know who you're siding towards. It's it's difficult because this player I've played with the most as well, but I don't think that should be a factor. As to yeah, I've worked it out. I've looked at the names and I've worked out who you've played with the most, and you've, you've I think you're going with the same as me because I've played with Pete a fair amount. I've played with Nathan Price once, and with Ashraf, I don't even think I've played with Ashraf. <laughs> no. but I know, but I know their ability because I've seen it at training and I've seen it at matches, and really they are top draw. Um, but yeah, like in terms of technique and skill, like. For me, it, yeah, it's got to be Sullivan. It's got to be yeah. the magic man, the liquid feet. Yeah, Mister Liquid. It's, it, it's it's sexy, isn't it? It it is. It is. It's almost too sexy for for some of the games. For example, we played against Riding's High on a public park, and it, it the pitch was dreadful. But Sullivan's dancing around eight players like he's playing in his back garden, like yeah. Or like playing at the the one of the football pitches in like a playground or something. He's playing with his mates. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a joy to watch. It don't get me wrong. It is frustrating when he'll he'll dance around eight players and then pull it back instead of shooting or making the pass. And that's a part of his game that he will improve. I, I have yeah. no doubts. I think he is still only what nineteen twenty. So you know if he can improve on that, give me a Sullivan in five years, and that'll be dangerous. Like. Really yeah. dangerous. He he's a he's a bit of a a bit of a luxury at times. Soul. He's the one. He's the one that can un, unlock a defense with a, a a moment of brilliance, a moment of skill, or a pass. He, he yeah, he's the one that unlocks the the defense. <clears throat> but versatility. You, you wouldn't put him on the wing. You wouldn't play him up front. He could probably do a job up front. Mm. He'd be good in. He, he'd be good in a. In a two-man strike force, in like a, a free drifting role, yeah. we don't really we don't really play with that. You wouldn't drop him deeper into the midfield. 
He's he's very much a cam. Yeah. Very much. And yeah. And a good one. A fantastic one. <laughs> a very good one. Um, I, I think that's got to yeah. be, be my pick, really. So, 100%. I'm definitely going to agree with you, Magic Man. That completes our Wessex player football Frankenstein. So, we'll do a little little recap. What a mess. What a mess this player is going to be. Oh, it's good. Yeah. And, and would it even work? If you, put, if you put a team of 11 players out, like, would, it, would it even work? I, I want someone. I want someone to try and draw this player. Can you imagine it, oh, the look? If I tell you what, if if we've got any budding artists or sketchers at the club, I've it's not a question that's been asked before. But if if you think you're a dab bandit at sketching and doodling, please, please <laughs> draw us this Wessex Frankenstein. We've got profiles um, on them. We've got profiles. Yeah. You know what they look like. Yeah. So our our perfect current Wessex Wanderers player would have the height of Big Steph, the football brain of Sharky, the forehead of Big Matt McCarthy, the beautiful face of Connor Collins, but not the height, the upper body strength of Demi, the big chest of Ollie Atwood, Safest hands. We're leaving that up to up to our lovely listeners to up, debate, up debate that, isn't it? They would have the stamina of Connor Collins, the pace of Connor O'Neill, but we want that proved. Mm-hmm. The tackling of Rob Dibble, the left foot of Tom Trimble, the right foot of Dale Shepherd. Oh, the. We've, we forgot the leadership and mentality of Lewis Berry and the skill of the magic man, Solomon Mohammed. That is a football player. That is, that is scary, because that's what that is. If, 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 if there was a player with, with the ability in all those areas, I, I think they're playing semi-pro, pro-level maybe. Oh, definitely. God, if you if you could if you, make if you've got if you've got someone who can do all that, that they're they're getting a contract somewhere. They're get they're, they're I mean they're getting paid to play, definitely. Yeah, but they're they're getting a serious. They're making money from football. How how much? Who knows? But they're making money from football whilst they're playing playing football. It would be it would be interesting to see. Oh yeah, when you think when you think about the categories we we we've, we've put together, God, you wouldn't even. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of someone of Steph's height with the skill of Sullivan and the and the pace of Connor O'Neill. Yeah, that's really it, frightening when you think it, about. It. <laughs> it would look. It would look. Yeah, if you if you've got someone of the the height of Steph, the strength of Demi, and the pace of Connor O'Neill. What even is that running at that's, you? That's a, that's a sevens player for rugby, isn't it? That's like <sighs> jo- Jonah Lomu coming back. <laughs> that is, that the is, wing. yeah. That's a that's a taller Jonah Lomu. That's like, scary, is what it is. You wouldn't even want to play. You wouldn't even be able to mark him. It it would be like Romelu Lukaku playing under nines football. You were, 
<laughs> well, did you see what he looked like when he was 13? He was about th- three times as big as his other opponents. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially. Oh, but, I'll tell you what, what a player. That, 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 would be, that would be scary. And oh, just all, all, of the, all of the categories put together. Even if you made like a, a second player of, of the players that haven't, didn't win a category, then again, it would be, and we're not doing that because that would take about four more hours, but yeah. that, that itself would be another, you know, top, top quality player. Yeah. Agree. But yeah. I've enjoyed doing that. So did I. I, 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 like, I, I like doing all the podcasts. I like, I, I can talk football all day long, day and night. Well, you asked you ask the ex-wife. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But who needs a marriage, eh? But I, I, I can talk football day and night, but I've I've particularly enjoyed this. Really. It's juicy. I, I, it's I, juicy discussing I, things like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that the listeners enjoy listening to this and, and you know the debate. And there's gonna be there's gonna be disagreements. Luckily, we, we haven't, we, we've pretty much agreed on, we did agree on every category, didn't we? Near enough, aside from the safest hands, but then again, you were leaning yeah. more towards Ron, but it was more of a, we don't really know. Yeah, but other than that, we we didn't have to split it, but and it, we, we came to the same agreement, but no doubt with all the players we got signed on and, and staff, you know, someone someone's going to turn around and, I don't know, Football bring, for example, someone's going to say, "No, dibble, dibble for me." Yeah, 100%. or, or you know, uh, pace. Yemi, Yemi will turn around and say, "No, I'm definitely quicker than Connor." <laughs> and and some people will say, "Yeah, he is," and then other people will say, "No, Connor, hardest tackle." I mean, the seven we mentioned, hardest. Uh, if we put that to a poll, those seven hardest tacklers, that's getting split. Across yeah, the board, 100%. But yeah, give us your thoughts in the players' chat, lads. Give us your thoughts. We want, we so, want debates, we want disagreements, ideally. We want people to talk about it, yeah, but constructively, obviously. Keep, keep the positivity, <laughs> <Don't> anyone, <going. laughs> yeah. Don't want anyone saying, No, he's rubbish, he's overrated. I'll give it to so and so. Be diplomatic, boys. Um, I think that wraps us up, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I've really enjoyed that. You said you have as well, Matt. I'm, I'm hoping that means that it's been a good listen for the for the subscribers. On that note, if you know if you've got if you know someone at the club or affiliated to the club or or family that ask how results are going, get them to the, subscribe to the podcast. Um. You know, we we we're open. The, the podcasts have actually been of massive benefit that the first podcast we ever did got us a reserve team sponsor you know a kit and, and money coming into the club it, it's, it's attracted a uh, player look at Luke Bowden his podcast the other week and he mentioned Hayden yeah. Hayden Lee and straight away after the podcast I, 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 I was listening to it because I went on that one I was listening to it mm. as soon as I listened I pause text Luke Bowden Hayden <laughs> This Hayden, tell me more. And then I, I sent that and I thought, actually, no, forget tell me more. I sent him again. I said, forget forget that, get him training. Get, I, I want to meet this Hayden. And now 
yeah, he's played he's played six for me. Has he played one for you? Yeah, he played um Jamaica Bell. Yeah. So he's played he's now, you know, he's, he came in. I I fell in love with him at training. So, I, so I did I. I. Yeah, I just thought, wow, what a defender. I and I heard him before I seen him. I could I, I could just hear this voice and I think, oh who's that? I love love that. But he, he's come in and I know you said he played really well for your game. He's been outstanding in the reserves. Such a nice lad. He's he's it's like he's been at the club for years. Mm. And you know, this podcast, it like I say, it's 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 opened up financial rewards, sponsorship. It's attracted really good players. So yeah, get get the word out there. Get um and again, if you've got more ideas of what you'd like us to discuss or yeah, just let one of the managers know and we'll be happy to put it to the committee and hopefully keep you all entertained a bit longer. But like I say, that, that wraps us up for, for this week. So thanks uh, thanks for joining me on that one, Matt. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Love, love discussing yeah. all, all these types of things, to be fair, all things football, really. But no, been a good laugh. Yeah, and thanks to the subscribers. And, and also, another again, another massive shout-out to Continuum and Bristol Tap for all your financial support and sponsorship. And um, yeah, take care, everyone. Until next time, God bless.